Episode number 22. We're talking about your personal security in parking lots and using your vehicle as a safe room. This is the Crime School Radio Show, where industry experts discuss the business of fighting crime and prevention strategies for making places safe. Leading today's discussion is security expert, Chris McGoey. Welcome to Crime School. I got a call from a new Crime School community member. She was searching the internet looking for tips and ideas about personal security while in parking lots. She went on to tell me a story about the other night she was shopping at a big box retail store. While walking to the store, she was confronted by a man, and she was so frightened by this that she just froze in her tracks like a deer in the headlights. Now, the man turned out to be a panhandler. He just wanted spare change. Now, she reached in her pocket, and she got out some small bills and gave it to the man. Now, this, I guess, will be another episode we'll have to talk about in the future. But at least she was allowed to go on her way. But it shook her up pretty badly that caused her to get on the internet looking for a solution because she really didn't know what to do in that situation. And the fact is that you really have the least amount of control over your personal security when out in public in a parking lot. And that's partly due because the nature of a parking lot. We're all strangers there, aren't we? And we share that common space. So we'll all park our vehicles and we'll walk through the aisles and let someone pass close by us and really not give it another thought because we think we all belong there. Now, we've all been to parking lots. We've been to thousands of parking lots. And for the most part, I think most of us have navigated them safely. So our point of reference is that if I go to a parking lot, I'll probably be fine because I've never, never been assaulted before. But for any of us that read the newspaper or watch the news, We know that assaults occur sometimes in parking lots. But I suspect, like this woman, we always think it's going to happen to someone else. You know, not me. Because of what I do, I hear about many of these assaults. I actually get involved with investigating them or talking to the victims or reading the police reports or watching the surveillance video. So to me, it seems like they're happening all the time where they're probably actually somewhat rare events. The issue of parking lots and your personal security is your lack of control. Compare it to your home where you live. Whether you own a house or you live in an apartment, you selected that home and you had choices to make. What neighborhood you were in, the quality of the home. You have control over the type of door, the type of lock, whether your lights are on or not, what time you come and go. You have a lot of control and it's kind of your sanctuary. But once you leave that home and you go out in the world and go to a commercial property and a parking lot, you have virtually no control. And you really can't rely on the, the business establishment to protect you at all times. When you go out in public, your personal security is initially your responsibility. When you're driving your vehicle to a parking lot, It could be a car, could be an SUV, a van, a pickup truck. 
It's like your own personal security capsule. Now, if you have the windows rolled up and the doors all locked, it's like your mobile safe room, isn't it? You're reasonably safe inside that vehicle. So all of a sudden, you're making a potentially unsafe area like a parking lot reasonably safe as long as you're inside your locked vehicle. So my advice to you and to my wife and anyone else who asks is to stay in that vehicle until you can make yourself relatively certain that this parking lot or your parking space is reasonably safe and you can navigate the distance between your car and that store in a reasonably safe manner. So here's what I propose. And this is what I actually do as a matter of routine. It's automatic. In my house, I go to my car, I get in. The first thing I do is lock the doors. No matter what car you have, what vintage it is, you could lock the door before I put on my seatbelt, before I start the car, before I drive off. That door is locked, the windows are rolled up. When I get to my destination in a parking lot, even though I might be unfamiliar with it, unfamiliar with the type of crime that might have occurred before, I'm in my own little mobile safe room while I'm in my car. And a car could be 2,000 pounds up to a truck weighing over 5,000 pounds. So it is a very significant barrier between you and anyone who might be roaming that parking lot. So what I do as a matter of practice and what my wife does and what I advise that you do, you drive around looking for a safe place to park it. To me, the perfect place is a surface level parking lot. I like to pick end parking spots on the end of an aisle. Well, for a couple of reasons. I don't like to get my doors dinged. But also, I'm a, it allows me to see three sides of my vehicle as I'm leaving it or coming back to it. And I like the vehicle to be in line of sight to my destination. So if I'm going to the entrance of a store, if I could park on an end spot on the aisle, and before I leave the safety of my car, I could see the front doors, I could see if there's any potential threat between my car and that door. Same way in reverse. If I'm leaving the store, I could before I step far away from that exit door, I could see my car. And I could see if there's any threat between where I'm standing now and that car. Now, what's a threat? Well, usually the people that are going to confront you and possibly do you harm in a parking lot are going to be males, usually young males, either standing nearby or maybe sitting in a car nearby. So what I do, what my wife does, we scan the area looking for any potential threat like that. And then when we proceed walking to or from the car, we always do it with intention. And by that, I mean we're alert. We're not yakking on our cell phone. We're not being distracted by thoughts or anything else. Our only thoughts are getting to and from that destination. So we're scanning the area. And guess what? Nine times out of ten, uh, we're not going to see any potential threat, and we simply go to and from without fanfare. Now, sometimes you may pull in and find that parking space, and you'll see people hanging out, possibly at a convenience store or some market or at a gas station. But at least while you're inside that locked vehicle, you're in control still. You can make decisions, and you have options. You don't have to unlock your car and jump out right away and cross paths with these individuals. You have choices. You can leave, come back later. You can simply wait a minute or two. 
see if these individuals leave, which is more likely than not they will, and then proceed when it appears safe. Or you could relocate your vehicle, maybe get another parking lot or maybe or parking space and, and maybe enter through a separate entrance if, if there's one. But that's the main thought process, to be a, pay attention to evaluate your surroundings and only unlock that door and leave the safety of that safe vehicle until you've assessed the area and made that conscious decision that it's safe to do so. Now, I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to conduct a little experiment on your own to see if what I'm telling you has any validity or not. I want you to drive to a shopping center, both large and small, and just park your car and sit inside for a while. I want you to observe how customers act as they come and go. And I want you to make up your own mind. When people come and pull into a parking space, are they paying attention? When they get out of their car, do they lock the car behind them? Are they scanning the area looking for potential threats or perpetrators? Do they see you sitting in the car? Do they stare you down, wondering why you're sitting in a car by yourself watching them? Now, I want you to assign extra points to those people who spot you and turned around and walked back to their car and even moved their car. I want you to give them bonus points if they call security and security comes by and pays you a visit. How do they walk towards the store? Are they paying attention? Are they on the phone? Are they oblivious to their surroundings? Do you see them paying attention to the area to see if there's any potential threats in the area? Watch them as they return. Again, are they paying attention? How hard would it be for you to get out of your car and approach them without them seeing you? How hard would it be for you to literally walk up behind and tap them on the shoulder and totally surprise them? I think you'll agree that it's quite doable. That's the way perpetrators view you. They're looking for the easy victim. They're looking for the one not paying attention, the one that is distracted. And you tell me what percentage of the customers that you watched fit that scenario that would be potential victims. And I'd also watch for the ones that are paying attention, that spot you and maybe stare you down. Now pay attention to those that are coming out of the store with groceries or with bags how they enter their car, do they open the trunk, do they have their back turned to the world as they're loading bags into the trunk and oblivious to anyone coming up behind them. Watch those families that come out with children, how long it takes to get everybody back inside the car. And do you see any evidence that they're locking the car? So you tell me after doing that experiment, is it worthwhile to make this change to your behavior and have a family meeting and just give some thought and make some intentional choices before you go to the parking lot the next time for the safety of yourself and all concerned. So just to summarize, this is what I think you should do. You should get in the habit of locking your door immediately when you get in the car. If you have children, you have a meeting with your family and you discuss this new procedure. Now you don't do it to frighten anyone. You're not doing it as a scare tactic. It's just a precautionary measure. And once you get in the habit of doing it, you'll soon forget why you're doing it. It's just automatic. It's just like putting on the seatbelt of your car. 
Do you really give a lot of thought when you put on your seatbelt why you're doing it or the fear of getting into an accident? No. It's just a routine now. So I'm here to tell you that after years of doing this, it's a routine for me. When I get in the car, it gets locked. When my wife gets in her car, the doors are locked. Then you put on your seatbelt, then you go. So with the children, it's the same thing. Now with small children, it's a little bit different if you have to put them in car seats. And I promise we'll do a show in the future on that scenario. But for now, get in the habit of locking your cars, keep your windows up while you're navigating a parking lot, scan the area carefully before you unlock and leave that vehicle. And upon return, you do the same thing. If you're paying attention, scanning the area, move to the vehicle quickly, get inside, lock the door, start the car, drive away, your chances to become a victim like this woman who called in or being confronted is drastically reduced. I hope this episode was of interest to you and will be food for thought for you and your family. You can get show notes on this episode at crimeschool.com slash 22. This is episode 22, crimeschool.com slash 22. Now, I did a related show last month about carjacking in parking lots. If you haven't listened to that show, you might find that interesting too. That's at crimeschool.com slash 20. This is the Crime School Radio Show with your host, Chris McGoey. We invite you to comment on today's topic and join the Crime School community. For more information and show notes from this episode, please visit crimeschool.com.